Welcome, welcome to On the Mox with F.P. Wellman. I am Fred Wellman. You're in the right place. We have, I, look, I know that every week I say we've got a great show, but I got to tell you, I keep producing great shows. So I know to tell you, Matt agrees, Matt knows, <laughs> and we have an incredible show, just an incredible show today. We're going to be joined by Congressman Eric Swalwell from uh, California 14. Uh, yeah, Eric Swalwell is going to be here. We're going to talk about some of the hot stuff. You just saw him torching the uh, Republicans this week at the Judiciary Committee. We've got a lot to talk about with him, and I got lots to talk about. The world's crazy. The, the Republican clown show is crazy. I was just up in Washington, D.C. I met some cool people there. I'm going to tell you all about that. I, I, there's just a lot to do. So let's not waste any time. Let's get on with the show. Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome to On Democracy with F.P. Wellman. You're in the right place. I am Fred Wellman. I keep saying that because it's in the script. Hey, I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm so excited to have our great guest, uh, Congressman Swalwell, here shortly. Uh, a lot to talk about. But, you know, I want to talk about first, you know, as I do, you know, I, usually I start off some kind of poll or stat or insanity. Here's the poll and the stat this week. The United States Marine Corps is without a serving Senate-confirmed commandant for the first time in 164 years. I want you to wrap your head around that number. We're talking 1855, since this guy, the guy pictured up here, uh, Archibald Henderson. Uh, if you know the Marine Corps, Henderson Hall is where the headquarters in the Marine Corps is in Washington, D.C. That guy, the very first commandant who served for like 30 years, died in office in like 1855 or 1859. And that was the first time the Marine Corps had a commandant, the first time he had without. But they've managed to always have a commandant ever since 1859 until Tommy freaking Tuberville from Alabama, right? He is now sitting on 265 holds of general officer promotions because he's made the call that he's going to sit on all of them. Now, we talked about it last week, my friend Ben Hodges. We talked about it a lot, but things are sort of heating up now and coming to a head. But I also want to take a little different angle. Now, just to recap where we are, if you haven't heard about it before, as you know, a senator has the privilege to place a hold on a nominee for office that is allow doesn't allow the Senate to conduct what they call a, a basically unanimous consent, right? Which is where everybody says, yeah, I dig the dude, vote. Um, and, and, and otherwise, they have to go to regular order, which means there's arguments, there's a time allotment for everyone to make speeches, and then you vote on that person. So the difference is somebody said if they did all 265 of these nominees using regular order, it would take like eight months straight doing nothing else but pr promoting all these generals. And what that means is that it's just almost impossible. So Tuberville's really up to upended the system, right? And and it's caused a lot of turmoil. And now they're all trying to blow it off, say, oh, well, there's an acting commandant, blah, blah, blah. But you have to understand the military command structure. It's a very big deal. But more importantly, you have to understand the military people, right? Our families are tired of being political tools. I've heard this from service members. You know, they just feel like the Republican Party today is just using them as a political tool, a punching bag, just they don't actually exist as humans. Their needs don't matter. In this case, you've got over 265 officers, probably every single one of them, almost all of them has a family at the age they're at. They're probably kids in high school or middle school or older who can't move, who can't go to their new school, can't move in their new house. They're just in limbo. This is a lot of lives because the ego of one man who insists stupidly that the Hyde Amendment law is being violated by the Pentagon, providing travel reimbursement to service members who have to seek care for having pregnant, having children or abortion outside of the state with which they're based. Legal health care that's not available with when the place where they're stationed because the military station there and they can't get it because that state's religious zealot uh, legislature has outlawed a, a normal part of medical procedures. And that's all it is. And so it doesn't violate the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment says the military can't perform abortions or can't pay for an abortion. They're not actually paying for the service member to get an abortion. They're simply paying for their time, their time, getting back and forth, then get back to service, get back to duty. That's it. But here's the thing I want to talk about a little bit too. Where's Mitch McConnell? I and mean, let's think about something. 
the one thing you constantly hear is old, old doddering Joe, right? Joe Biden, he's so old. Old Joe can't do his job. Joe forgets things. Joe doesn't have energy. He falls down a lot. All we ever hear about is Biden's age. Where the hell is Mitch McConnell? I mean, come on, you guys, you got to admit, you always knew in the past, Mitch McConnell ran his caucus with an iron fist, right? He kept them in line. He led them where they, they were solid block. This guy, Tuberville, is a junior senator. The guy's only been a senator for a couple of years. He's a junior senator. He's a backbencher in the Senate. He's nobody in the Senate. He doesn't hold any chairmanships. He doesn't hold any important positions. He is a generic senator. And one senator is holding up national security. And they've all expressed their, oh, we have dismay. Oh, we, you know, it's all, it's a, we, we, we have displeasure. You know, grumble, grumble, like this, this senator bullshit they always do. But yet McConnell can't grab that choke chain and rein his dog in. And what does that say about McConnell's rule? What does that say about Mitch McConnell's strength? You know, he had an accident a while ago, disappeared for a bit, came back. We talk about Joe Biden's strength for his job. Man, you got to question where the hell is Mitch McConnell's strength for his job? If he can't rein in this idiot who knows nothing about the law and knows nothing about procedure, and then has the absolute audacity, the audacity to go on TV and say, no one's more military than he is because his daddy served. Okay, folks, your daddy serving doesn't make you military, especially if your daddy served before you're even born, okay? It's ridiculous. But again, the Republican Party has become a complete clown show. And that's what's so great about having our guest today, who I can't wait to join us in a second. If you saw what's happening last week with the, on the House side with the big... Witness, right? Comer. Oh, my God. Comer's going on TV talking about how they finally have their witness. And oh, man, all those MSNBC people are going to be really embarrassed because they got a real, really good witness. And then the guy gets indicted by the Department of Justice. But not recently. No, no. It's a sealed indictment. This guy was indicted in October 2021 before the Republicans held the majority, before there was a Comer investigation, before any of that occurred. This guy was indicted for weapons trafficking to Iran, for being being a uh, unregistered foreign agent for China, being essentially a spy. The Republican leadership has been working with a Chinese spy to attack the president of the United States in any other world. In any, then we had like, like a guy, Joe McCarthy, like was investigating, were you communist? And we've literally got these idiots working with a guy being paid by the Chinese to attack the president of the United States. And the, and this is the America first party. It's a, Fucking clown show. Oh, man, I used an F-bomb. I wasn't supposed to, Matt. <laughs> and we don't edit this show. You're stuck with that F-bomb. <laughs> you know? So, look, it's a complete clown show. And I don't know how these guys are doing it. These guys and ladies are doing it. I don't know how they go to work every day up in that hill and deal with the clownery on the other side, the stupidity of it. You know, Margie Taylor Greene submitted a, a notice. that She submitted an amendment today to pull us out of NATO. And her reasoning was, this is the chef's kiss. The reasoning was because Germany, for example, is not paying enough money to into NATO. She literally doesn't understand how NATO funding works. The percentage of GDP that a NATO member owns is not paid to NATO. It's a measure by which they are pulling their weight within the alliance. 4%. Okay? But she thinks, I think she literally thinks these countries write checks to NATO and that somehow America is writing all the checks because she's dumb. <laughs> She's dumb. She's dumb. It's a clown. But really the clown show is what we've talked about before. The clown show is none of her peers are standing up to her. None of the leadership's doing it. McConnell, McCarthy, none of them have any strength and any power over their own party. It's truly the leopard eating face situation, right? You know, I, I rode the leopards all I could. I had no idea he'd eat my face. And the leopards are eating the face of their own party. Jim Jordan is the ultimate clown. We're definitely going to talk about that guy here in a second with our friend uh, Eric Swalwell, Congressman Swalwell. But that's what we're dealing with, folks. Now we're hearing, there's rumors as we go into record, that Tuberville is saying, well, you know what, it, if they would put that rule on the floor and vote against it, it passes, then I'll be willing to lift my hold. But I, I love what President Biden said in a press conference. He said, they said, hey, will you talk to Tuberville? He said, I'll talk to him, but I don't think we'll do any good. 
This is up to Mitch McConnell. This is up to the Republican caucus to do the right thing and get their members under control and move these nominations forward of good, decent people who've served their countries their entire adult lives. These are general officers. You're talking 30 years, 40 years of service to our country. And they're being used as political tools by a football coach for his own personal religious beliefs. That's it. It's a clown show. With that, I can't, I'm just thrilled to welcome Congressman Eric Swalwell. Let's get on with the show. Let's stop cutting down trees to make toilet paper. I mean, it's true. Humans are cutting down tens of thousands of every day just to supply the American need for toilet paper. And the worst part is that when you use trees for toilet paper, it's just one use and done. It can't be reused or recycled. It just goes straight into our water system. That's why I made the switch to real paper. You know, real is 100% bamboo. So we're using a plant that grows fast, can be harvested and regenerated like grass in a lawn, and, and doesn't impact entire ecosystems of forest. Real is the best kind of eco-friendly product because it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing something to help the earth. In fact, honestly, it feels like an upgrade. I'm really busy these days, so it's great to have it shipped free to my Dora. Plastic-free packaging. And I can schedule it on a subscription so that it comes exactly when I need it. And y'all, I'm super forgetful, as anyone who knows me knows, so I don't have to worry about picking it up the store where I always forget. I'm a bit of an environmentalist myself too, you know, so I love that Real is now a partner with One Tree Planted. And with every box of Real that you buy, they're funding reforestation efforts across the country. So unlike other toilet paper products that cuts down trees, Real is actually helping to plant trees. Now, Real Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purposes on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping and 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging. Now, if you head to realpaper.com slash Fred, sign up for a subscription using my code Fred at the checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. So that's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R dot com slash Fred, or just enter the promo code Fred, get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Let's make a change for good this year. Switch to real paper. Real is paper for the planet. You know, we've all heard the famous line, try it for free for 30 days. <laughs> And yeah, that's just enough time to try it, then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and you could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions you, to, so you can stop paying for ones you don't use. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? I mean, most Americans think they spend around, I don't know, $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is close to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app you got for that just that one show, or the free gaming trial you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Now, Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Fred. I said again, that's rocketmoney.com dot com slash Fred. Try it again. Use my code rocketmoney.com slash Fred. Well, welcome back. And I am excited. As I told you, we've got California 14th District Representative uh, Eric Swallow joining us. I'm thrilled. I think I've been bugging you on, on uh, text messages for a while, <laughs> Congressman. Yeah, so, right. Thanks, uh, man, it's great to I'm have really you excited here. excited to be on with y'all. Oh, it's great. Love it. Welcome to the Myers Touch Network. Our, our fans love you. So it's just great to have you. You know, I did a little bit, before, you know, at the beginning there, as you heard talking about the, just the clown show, right? Just such between the Tuberville stuff on the other side, between Narja Taylor Green trying to pull us out of NATO, and then, of course, the fake witnesses. I mean, it's just on and on. And, and I watched you yesterday or this week in the Judiciary Committee. You opened right up with a nice little punch at, you know, Jim Jordan, the fact that he hasn't replied to his own subpoena for well over 400 days right now. You know, I mean, how are you? How are you? It's such a simple question. How do you go to work every day in such a, a freaking clown show? <laughs> yeah, a, a lot's on the line. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I do it. I, I've got 
uh, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. So I would say I'm contractually an optimist uh, <laughs> on their behalf. Uh, I have to be. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, for them, uh, just punching back at, at this nonsense. And, you know, to start the hearing yesterday, uh, to immediately call out Jordan for, you know, the, the whole hearing, he's saying that the FBI is lawless because they're not yep. helping Trump and they're not going after Hunter Biden enough. And he's, you know, he's weaponizing them in the way that he doesn't, he's weaponizing his committee in the way he doesn't want them to weaponize government. Yep. And I just thought, wait, this guy, this guy has been out of compliance of a congressional subpoena for 400 plus days. And we're going to be lectured by him yep. about lawfulness. And, and, and so my approach has been this Congress to take a, a 3D approach uh, with these guys. So okay. this credit immediately. Uh, so as you said, just, you know, from the get, make sure that they are, you know, on their side of the field uh, and that we're not letting them be on offense. And, yep. and it's, it's easy with Jordan because he didn't honor a subpoena, so he has no credibility. Uh, the second D would be to defend the Biden administration where necessary. But, but the key here, uh, Fred, is to not – you know, chase every ball that they throw. Like we don't have to respond to everything because so much of it is nonsense. And if you're popping up uh, in response to something they say pretty soon, I think uh, the voters, uh, our constituents just tune out. Um, so discredit, uh, defend. And, and then as I ended my questioning, uh, deliver, uh, pivot to what we would deliver if we were in the majority. And, and I wanted it to be clear that, you know, they could say the word laptop over and over and over and it was just laptop, 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 laptop. But we should be talking about the mass shootings that have occurred 300 plus so far in July. Yep. We've got the FBI director before us. We should put, you know, God forbid, maybe lives over laptops. And, and so I think that's a good formula for us. And, and that's exactly. So the three D's is the key. And I really appreciate it. And, 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 I've, and I've, I've been very blessed. I've seen speaker or, or excuse me, leader Jeffrey speak. I mean, I've been very impressed by how you guys are, are just, you're doing a great job, not to blow smoke up your ass, but we're here. <laughs> you know, I'm very impressed by how, and I, especially, you know, I live in Missouri. There's a young woman here named uh, Crystal Quaid. She's the house minority leader for the state of Missouri the house delegation. And she's on a, she's on a super minority, right, Eric? And she is, got it's yep. brilliant did a brilliant job of splitting her opponents splitting the yep. house because they all hate each other right i mean you see right. it i'm sure they, they they all hate each other so you kind of pretty much are you finding yourself trying to run that gauntlet between how they all kind of fight each other or how does that play out for you up in dc oh, there, there's absolutely a tactic in uh divide and conquer right um you have to you know see that as an opportunity um because again at the end of the day this is about whether we have community or we have chaos uh, in our country. I mean, that, that's how I see it. And in every way they offer chaos, you know, whether it was paying America's bills by lifting the debt ceiling, yep. it was more Democrats than Republicans who voted to do that. They, they chose chaos, you know, crashing the economy, crashing your personal savings, uh, keeping the government open. Uh, we're going to have to do that in a couple uh, weeks here. And, they have chosen chaos. A number of their members are saying we should just shut it down as if it's just like, you know, a TV that you just turn off and you can turn back on and there's no consequences in between. That's not how it works. Uh, people are going to lose their jobs uh, and national security is going to be on the line. Yep. And then on Ukraine, again, you know, this fight for democracy over in uh, Europe right now that could come, you know, to our shores, uh, they're willing to just walk away and, and just have absolute chaos uh, in the world. And so I, I do think most Americans right now, uh, they prefer community uh, over chaos. And if we're team community, uh, that works. And in dividing chaos, I think, uh, is a tactic that is quite effective. Yeah, and and they and they're handing it to you on a plate. I did like though, but the professional part of it is you did circle back in your conversation to something I know a lot about uh, as a former Lincoln Project guy, by the way. <laughs> a little bit about being doxxed, <laughs> you know, and death yeah. threats. I know your family has suffered that. You've got small children. I was really impressed. And it's a serious issue. These FBI agents are being attacked now. It's being egged on by your political opponents. Do you think yeah. that's a the the way they ignore that? Part of me thinks that's the plan, right? I mean, they they like that chaos, right? Yep. Uh, no, Fred, they know exactly uh, what they're doing. The, the, their silence and condemning it is, is their complicity uh, in violence uh, happening. And right now you have this former Trump aide. He's got this website. I don't even want to say the name of it. Yeah. Uh, but he is putting the pictures of FBI agents, their dates of birth, 
uh, in some cases, addresses. Uh, he's saying about the Hunter Biden, one of the line prosecutors, uh, that his mission is going to be to make her pay, uh, whether it's justice or some other way. And, and, you know, that's just that's out of bounds. It's meant to intimidate. Uh, and I'm not going to let them bully uh, our law enforcement around. And so I, I know by calling this guy out, it's probably going to bring more fire our way. Uh, but fuck them. <laughs> like, we're not going to we're not going to be bullied uh, by these folks. And, and that's that's the only path they know. It, it's, they're not winning on ideas. And if you go back to the start of the hearing yesterday with Christopher Ray, what struck me was when Jim Jordan said that the reason the Republicans lost the 2020 election was essentially that the FBI uh, would not let the public learn more about Hunter Biden's laptop. It was just like, what? Like, are, right. are you are you fucking kidding me that you think that you guys lost a presidential election because the public couldn't see non-consensual nudes of a private citizen? It wasn't because of your ideas. Like, that's what you guys are falling back on now. And, yeah. and by the way, this party of privacy, you know, they care so much about protecting right. against the surveillance state. But if a laptop, you know, lands in their lap and they can expose it to embarrass you know, the person uh, who lost it, that's okay. I mean, again, it's just, that's where they have taken us right now. And what I appreciate about the Midas Touch and what you all do is, is you, you push back. Uh, you don't go looking for a fight, but when they bring it, you punch back twice as hard. And, and that's the only way uh, forward uh, with these guys. I agree. And, and I've got a lot of history doing it again in my career, too. And and I tell people a lot, you know, we're, we're here for it. You know, I, I've, I've had my house. My old house was published on the Web. You know, it's like, you know, it, I, it's funny. Like every now and then I'll get a little threatened. Like, really? Get in line. <laughs> you know, guys like us in the public eye. And that's the point. We we should move out and take fire. You know, people like us should move out. To, it's not fair, though. It's, it's completely inappropriate for a private citizen like a freaking FBI agent, for God's sake. I have a lot of friends that work there. A lot of my military veteran friends went into the FBI. A good friend of mine was actually the guy in charge of the the entire the the the, um, the hostage rescue team at one point it's a very serious matter now i love to turn i only got a little bit of tongue because there's good news my god you, had a, you guys had a great news week yep. the biden economy the economy is freaking rolling economy you know inflation is down with 0.02 percent last month a total of three percent annual the numbers dropping fuel prices are down i'm loving airline tickets going down i appreciate that one <laughs> you know it, it's i mean things are the the, the bills you've passed it's got to feel good starting to see some positive impact how do we tell that story better congressman yeah. i mean how do we how do we make sure people know that yeah bidenomics you know is really to me a comeback story right uh, you know a country that is coming back from uh, COVID, uh, you know, and main streets are open, schools are open, uh, churches are open, uh, a country coming back from, you know, inflation uh, and, and seeing that finally start, you know, to come down, you know, a country uh, that is coming back from high unemployment uh, that we saw, you know, during COVID. And yeah. it's at three, you know, I think 0.6% right now, three plus million jobs uh, added. Uh, so yeah, it, it has to be a comeback story. It has to be a comeback story for everyone. And, and so I, I, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, we're entirely where we need to be, but we're, we're on, we're on our way. And, and so I, I think if we frame it that way, Americans understand what a comeback story is. Uh, and, you know, the president has brought us uh, back from, you know, one of the darkest places this country's been uh, in a hundred years, you know, the, the COVID uh, shutdowns uh, to our economy, our livelihood uh, and, and our, you know, just our communities. Yep. Yeah. And doing it quietly while building coalitions. We, we see it again and again. Uh, I, I talk a lot on the show. We had General Ben Hodges, who used to be U.S. Army Europe commander here last week, talk about how Biden is very good. That old senator in him, right? The, I beat him up for it, but also it helps in times like this. All of a sudden, Turkey's cool with Sweden. That was weird. Yeah. How to, <laughs> you know, that, that's that's very, quite, fast. very quietly, very quietly, as you said. Um, and, and he's brought NATO back together. Right. Right. Uh, Trump essentially walked us away from NATO, alienated us from our allies. And you know what that does, by the way, and I think we should say this more, when we don't have allies in the world and we can't rely on NATO, it costs us more taxpayer money to pay for our national defense. And when we do have allies and, and we can collectively, you know, have a, a common defense uh, with NATO or other partnerships, it should cost us less. And, and so at the end of the day, uh, you know, we should strive to bring down, you know, the defense spending, put that into our communities because we are bringing back uh, NATO and, you know, these holy alliances uh, that protect freedom.
Yeah, and 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 we're growing and we're we're stronger we're stronger for it. Now I was talking with your colleagues, and you know I live in St. Louis, and St. Louis has made a it's kind of a different shifting of gears, but it relates. Um, mm-hmm. Here in St. Louis, we're trying to build a very welcoming community for our Afghan refugees. I was involved in in some of the work with the International Institute here in St. Louis of getting them supplies. I understand you in the East Bay though have also a large Afghan population. You personally been very involved in trying to make them feel welcome. I mean, it's very important. We talk about Afghanistan and the fall, but we we also a lot of us who are veterans, especially, get frustrated because we're not talking about the result, you know, aftermath, which is, is, you know, our allies being abandoned. What are you guys doing on the East Bay to make our Afghan allies feel welcome? And what are you doing in D.C.? Well, you know, first, and I should have said this at the top, thank you for you know, your service you know, to our country. And in, in my district, we've got the largest Afghan American population in the country. Uh, Little Kabul is in my district. Yeah. If you read the book, uh, Kite Runner, it tells a story of the family going from Kabul to uh, Fremont, California, which is in my district. And so uh, when uh, the evacuation uh, took place, uh, we had at peak uh, 6,000 refugee cases uh, that we were working on. Uh, And, you know, it it really uh, was just heartbreaking because um, we had more losses than wins uh, in our ability to get people out uh, that we were trying to help. Uh, We're still trying to help them. I, I just got great news that, uh, an Afghan interpreter who two years ago, uh, two Augusts ago, uh, flagged me down at a town hall, a very, very emotional. Uh, frankly, he was screaming at me for, for good reason uh, that he had gotten back, but his wife, his pregnant wife was stuck in Afghanistan. Uh, we just learned, he texted me earlier this week, uh, a picture of uh, the visa for his wife uh, and their baby, who's not, you know, now been born and they're all going to be, uh, united in America. And so like it took two years for that to happen, but, uh, we did it. Um, again, we, we still have, you know, more cases that are outstanding than wins. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to try and help as many of them as we can, because as you said, that was a commitment that they made to the United States and our commitment back uh, was that we would get you here. That's wonderful. Again, I have uh, I did lose an interpreter in Iraq. His family lives here in the, in the United States, and then I've got others. and And it, it's amazing to me how much this matters to my peers and to my fellow veterans that we are taking care of our Afghan allies. The one who did sacrifice next was and our Iraqi allies as well. And it kind of got me thinking as you're talking. Um, it's uh, my, my viewers are like, "What are we talking about?" But constituent services, right? I mean, it sounds dumb. But I, you know, I, I don't know if you know, I helped my friend Marcus Flowers run for Congress against Marjorie Taylor yeah. Greene. Yeah. And Marjorie, of course, doesn't even have district offices. Well, she has district offices, but doesn't list them. If you go to her website, it's a P.O. Yeah. box, right? And and yeah. that that nuts and bolts. And what I just heard you talking about helping your Afghan-American uh, constituents and even non-constituents is, is that, 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 that everyday um, knife fighting and wrench turning of being a member of Congress that matters, constituent yeah. services. And I don't think enough Americans understand it. I, I was amazed how often I knocked doors, Eric. And, and and people with have they had no idea what a congressman was supposed to do beyond you know you know yeah. distant. I mean, I think I th- I know you put a lot. What I just heard very clearly is you put a lot of emphasis on that. I mean, how does that matter to you, and how do you execute that effectively in your district? So my job title is representative, right? So the yep. way I look at this is um, first and foremost, uh, you know, I have to help people in need, whether it's you know a, a passport, social security benefits, veteran benefits. Uh, visa issues. And and so we do thousands of those types of cases. And the most fulfilling uh, parts of my days and weeks are when I learn of a success uh, in that realm. And and so uh, that, you know, sweeping legislation comes every five, 10 years, right? And we'll work on that and we'll aim toward that. But the day-to-day, you know, just uh, nurture and care of your constituents, that's really, I think, what they elected you to do. And that's, uh, frankly, as I said, just the most fulfilling uh, part of doing it. And, you know, fighting for people who are owed a couple thousand dollars in an IRS refund and they're fighting the IRS to get it and our office is working uh, to get it. And then they get it. And, and, you know, to the federal budget, that may seem like a drop in the bucket, but to my constituents, um, you know, that that, those are bills or those are savings. And and it means a lot. And, And my job is to fight for them, not to be. Uh, as you pointed out with Marjorie Taylor Greene, like just a clap back culture warrior who um, just sees owning the libs as like what she does. And yeah. and that that's frustrating is that there's too many people that I serve with who I think approach it that way. 
Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. I saw it firsthand. You know, and 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 saying and with that last piece, um, and you brought the word up, so I'm going to jump on it now. The culture wars, right? So a theme I use a lot on the show here, Eric, is is that where in DC, some people have some, something that's a culture war to perhaps some folks who are professionals in my business <laughs> um, is is not necessarily a war, a culture war out here in the red states or otherwise. You know, that, it's a real war. Women are losing their lives because they can't get health care. Transgender kids are committing suicide. I mean, these are real life and death issues to a lot of Americans. I mean, how do you, I mean, it's I, it's got to be a fine line you're trying to head. I know we got to talk about the economy and all, but there is real fear in a lot of parts of our country yep. they're going to lose their yep. actual rights, right? I mean, how do we fight back? How, how do we fight that battle and, and change that yeah, dichotomy? I, I, I have thought about this a lot, Fred, and I'm convinced that one of the best ways, and I'll give you the trans attack uh, as an example. I don't think on the merits, like we're going to convince Republicans that it's complete bullshit what they're alleging, that this is a widespread issue where every little girl in America would be an Olympic athlete, except for the trans kid who's taking you know, her spot on the team. Like We're talking about something that just is not happening very often anywhere. And, but like they have elevated to like put the fear of God in every parent that this would happen. What I think we should do is we should impose a cost on them for their obsession. And so we should make this their obsession, not our obsession. And we should ask them like, why do you want to go into our little kids locker rooms and do genital checks like that. That's kind of weird. Like I, I'm a parent. I don't want you anywhere near my kids. Like that's creepy. Like make them feel weird about it because it's weird. And if you play it to its logical extension, yeah. that's what these laws would do. They would be on demand genital checks. Like that's, that's crazy. And, and so we should call that out rather than like trying to debate back and forth on the merits, just say what you're asking for is an on demand gender check. And I don't want you near my kids stop being a creep. Like that's, that's it. And then so impose that cost on them so that they just don't try and stoke that as an issue because they recognize they're going to look like weirdos. I, I, I think that's how we should approach a lot of this. That's what I, I recognized yesterday with the laptop was we're never going to win on the laptop. Uh, we're never going to convince the Republicans that this is all nonsense, but if we make them look weird for wanting, you know, to look at a private citizens, non-consensual nudes, they're going to stop saying it. You know what happened after I said that, I think one or two more times at most for the next 20 Republicans who questioned Ray, did you hear the word laptop? But before you had heard laptop, laptop, laptop. Right. And once I called them out on it, they stopped because I think they were like feeling like weirdos. And, and so that's where what you all do. And, and what I think more of us need to do is to just, as I said, play on their side of the field yeah. uh, and, and don't be afraid and you're, we're, we're on the right side here and um, we shouldn't be intimidated or bullied and we don't have to be so nice. I love that. And I'll tell one more antidote and that goes right to that. It's about being on the offensive, right? Look, I'm an old soldier. I don't believe in, you know, defense is great, but defense is no way. One of my frustrations, if you look at Afghanistan, one of my frustrations we've had is that we're constantly playing not to lose instead of to win, right? <laughs> That's defense. Not losing and winning are totally different things. And I was actually in a meeting uh, a few months ago, you'll, you'll love this, a Democratic strategist will remain nameless I don't, up in DC. And she told me that, you know, the organization I was working with at the time was like, well, you know, I understand, you know, why do you have, you know, Democrats the name? Or something? I'm like, well, that's what we're doing. We're supporting Democrats. We have, we have an organization called Forgotten Dems. We're helping Dems who, have, yeah. you know, 149 races didn't get much support. And, uh, and this person had the audacity to say, you know, I've done some focus groups, Fred, and uh, the Democratic brand's really damaged. You know, really, you know, you know, I'm like, okay, we hold the White House, the Senate, the, the minority. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to, you know what, we're going to agree to disagree. You know, the idea, the idea I should walk away from the name Democrat or walk away from the brand when that's why I've loved hearing Gavin Newsom just really punch hard. Yep. I've enjoyed seeing you. I enjoy seeing Muscovitz. I enjoy seeing your peers. You know, we've got to go on the offensive and I'm glad to see you doing it. Isn't that just the most ridiculous thing to you? I mean, you're there fighting the fight. And we are the only sanity in town, right? Right. Like, we should own that. Like the Democratic Party, like you may not right. be a voter that agrees with us on everything, but right now, as I said, it's team community or team chaos. And, right. and we should welcome as many people, you know, into team community uh, as possible. And, and by the way, one of my biggest frustrations with Democrats, and this will happen uh, in about a year as we start to get close to the election, yep. we could be 20 points up in the poll, 
but there is still kind of this bedwetting culture. The sky's that, falling. Like, we're going to lose. And it's just like, no, like confidence begets confidence. Like right. be confident that our values, our priorities, the fact that we even have values and priorities that are articulable, like are the right ones. Like yes. don't, don't let them get in our head. And yesterday, uh, and this is another good example. Jim Jordan kept citing that the FBI approval rating was 35%. Well, here's why the FBI approval rating is 35% is because they've shit on the FBI for the last two years. And then they take the low approval rating after all the lies they've told. And then they use that to reaffirm what they're doing. If we were, I think, better at, 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 again, pushing back against that, it wouldn't have been so low and they wouldn't be able to use that as often. So, you know, for, for the Democratic Party, we have every reason to be confident. We won in 18, we won in 20, we beat expectations in 22. We've won in these off year elections in Wisconsin and Jacksonville. Look, we are on a winning streak and we should embrace it. We shouldn't be afraid of it. We yep. shouldn't shy away from it. We shouldn't shrink. Like we're on the right side of this. Yep. To win, not just to yes. not defend, no. not to hold, no. <laughs> win, win, win. And that's how we could put this away. I think, I think you're right. It's thrilling to hear that. And that's, again, that's why I'm such a, a fan of your work. I'm a fan of a lot of your colleagues. I, I'm, I, I'm a bit of a super fan of Mr. Jeffries. I mean, cause we do, we, we, we can't sit back. I mean, and, the, and look for an, as an old soldier, the, the nation is in danger. It, it, this show is called On Democracy because for a reason, our democracy truly is in danger like nothing I've seen. Going back to the violence you and I talked about earlier, you know, federal agents being doxxed, you, me, us, citizens being threatened. I studied the Beer Hall Putsch. I studied the Nazi movement to power. Street violence using these yep. unofficial, you know, the black shirts and the, the brown shirts in Germany. That's the mode. That's the method. And we can sit back and ignore it or we'll pay a price. And I'm thrilled that you guys you and, see and it. Fred, you know that we we... In our lifetime, we've seen that price paid. Uh, Oklahoma City, right? right? I mean, the the children and the federal law enforcement officers and the staff who were killed there uh, because we were hurtling toward, you know, this kind of white hot moment of, you know, white nationalism, uh, and the consequences uh, were catastrophic. And and so we we've seen this before, uh, and we certainly don't want it to visit us again. Yeah, and we can't shy away from it. Eric, I know you have a hard stop. I can't thank you enough for joining us, sir. Of course. What a pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Again, yeah. I love what you all are doing. It's so important, and it's often cited to me, uh, like, why can't you all be more like the Midas Touch? Which, <laughs> I mean, it's a joy being part of the brothers. They've uh, they've been mentors to me. I, you know, you're not every day they let, let an old man like me come in and run a show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I appreciate you, you sir. Get back in the fight. Keep I look forward to it. Yep. Talk to you all soon. Right. Cheers. Thanks. Man, what a great conversation. I love talking to Congress as well. Well, uh, I, I, we're going to take another break. We've got some incredible sponsors this week. The show would not run without sponsors. So let's hear from a couple more sponsors, and we'll talk some more about the crazy stuff going on. And my week in, uh, my week up in D.C. that was really educational, that um, I'll tell you a little bit about what some cool stuff that's going on. Do you know your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold like I do often, I really recommend you try out Miracle Made Sheets. Inspired by NASA. Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep the perfect temperature all night long. Now, that silver-infused fabric means that Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get a better night's sleep. And I can tell you, honestly, I have. Now, the silver fusion technology also adds an extra benefit. It means the sheets prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them cleaner and fresher three times longer than normal sheets. There's no more gross odors from your sheets. You don't have to worry about any problems with bacteria. They just last longer. Now, I've been sleeping with these sheets and they're seriously comfortable without a high price tag of other luxury brands. And they feel as nice, if not nicer, than the bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. <laughs> bacteria clogs your pores, causes breakouts and acne, a whole bunch of problems. Sleep better, sleep clean with Miracle. Now, go try miracle.com slash Fred. That's Go to trymiracle.com slash Fred to try Miracle Made Sheets today. Whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use that promo code FRED at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So Miracle Made is so confident in their product, it's back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Now, upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Fred and use the code Fred to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Fred. Treat yourself. I love the products. I've been using it myself sleeping like a baby.
I don't know if you're like me, but the pain of trying to find what to wear is killing me. Most clothes are uncomfortable, never the actual size that I really am, and not to mention how much time is wasted for me trying to find a good outfit. So when you do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have to go to a meeting or a dinner date and you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. Men are no different. Men's closets are due for radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion, from work to hang out at a local brewery. Their collection offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Now, Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work or, you know, walk into the box seats of the Cardinals game. With gold fusion anti-odor technology, it'll smelling fresh, clean all day long. On top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable. Because I don't know about y'all, I live alone, I got to wash my own darn clothes. So you can dish go in the dry cleaner. I love the Roan commuter collection for my lifestyle and fashion choice. Now, look, I'm on the move a lot, whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting or heading to meet friends or, you know, catching a flight to go somewhere like I am this week. The Roan commuter collection has never let me down. Even after I wear it all day, I feel super fresh because of that gold fusion anti-odor technology. So, the commuter collection can get you through any working day straight into whatever comes next. Now, here's what I want you to do. Head to roan.com slash fred. Use promo code FRED to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash fred. And use that code FRED. It's time to find your, you know, when you check out. It's time to find your car offers comfort and Rowan offers the best. As you know, I have a big family and that means there's usually a lot of garbage left over by the end of the week. And frankly, I used to feel really guilty about it, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. Lomi transforms my garbage into gold, the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electronic composter that turns food scraps into dirt in under four hours. Now I love composting. <laughs> Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no food wrong in my garbage smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash like once a week, and it's hassle-free, mess-free, no more leaking bags. So here's something cool, too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants, my lawn, and my big garden in my backyard. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment, and that makes my life easier. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge go back into my garden. Help me grow more nutritious food right in my backyard. I learned recently that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. So by reducing the amount of food I send to the landfill, I'm helping to do my part for the planet while also feeding my garden. So whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden like mine, Lomi is perfect for you. So head to Lomi.com slash Fred and use the promo code Fred to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Fred and use promo code Fred at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode of the show. Great. Again, thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to Congress Swalwell. So, so I was up in D.C. last week uh, at, as a guest of the Department of Veterans Affairs. I know, weird, right? Uh, uh, so as you guys know, I'm a veteran. Uh, I served 22 years in the Army. I, I had the, had the um, experience of going to Desert Storm, and then I did three Iraq tours. I was a veterans advocate for about 10 years. I've watched the arc. I started, I'm a veteran, so I became a veteran in 2010. Soon after retiring from the Army, I actually started working on veterans issues and, and had the good fortune to be able to work with the VA headquarters and, 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 and meet a lot of the good folks over there uh, in in. in even a couple of secretaries, I've been very blessed. Um, so when VA reached out to me and said, hey, we want to talk to you about the PACT Act, um, I jumped at the chance. And so for those who don't know, about a year ago, the Congress finally passed after a lot of work from incredible, a lot of friends of mine were part of it. Uh, I, I had a very tiny role of just kind of emphasizing the need for it. But the PACT Act was a law passed uh, last year, finally, that um, is probably the largest expansion of veterans healthcare in decades. And what that means is, and just to explain what that means, it applies to, the PACT Act applies to specifically is a new law that expands VA healthcare and benefits for veterans. And it does it specifically designed to help veterans who are exposed to burn pits 
Agent Orange and other toxic, toxic substances during their military service. Myself, I served in Iraq. I did three tours and also Desert Storm. And while I served in the Central Command region, we would burn it. For those who don't understand, we would burn our garbage, okay? So the way it works is you build a big pit, we throw jet fuel on it, and throw everything in there. And, and honestly, that sometimes meant batteries, lithium battery, I mean, stuff that should not be burned, but we would throw it all in that hole and, and it became the norm over there. So if you were working on a base, you may be exposed to all kinds of toxic chemicals. And we're starting to see some really horrifying effects to a lot of our peers. I'm not gonna name names, but I will tell you that three of my bosses from combat, men just a few years older than me, all three of my major bosses ended up with prostate cancer at some point. Very unusual cluster, right? And so what's happened is with the PACT Act, what they did was they made a number, a couple hundred actually, of conditions associated with healthcare as what they call presumptive conditions. And for what that means is, let's say you're a Vietnam veteran who's exposed to Agent Orange. You've never filed for your benefits all these years later because not every veteran is automatically enrolled in the VA. A lot of them, especially our older vets, God bless them. I can't tell how many older vets have said to me, Fred, uh, I don't need that. There's guys who need it more than I do. Like, like there's a limited pot of money. Well, I got bad, you know, if you know anything about our government, there isn't a limited pot of money, but there certainly isn't for veterans. If this gentleman or veteran has developed hypertension, they are now saying that hypertension in Vietnam veterans exposed to Agent Orange is a presumptive condition of his service in the military in Vietnam. And that means that one, he'll get benefits pay, believe it or not, actually disability payment and healthcare free from the government through the VA. It's a very significant thing. And the best part of this whole story, and the reason I got to meet the Secretary of VA, Mr. McDonough and others, is because if veterans will file and what's either an intent to file, which means the form you fill out saying, hey, I'm gonna file, or actually drop your paperwork quickly at the VA before August 9th, 2023. So we're just a couple, three weeks out. But if you drop your paperwork before August 9th under the PACT Act, they will backdate any benefits you attain, any healthcare you attain, all the way back to when the law was passed a year ago. I gotta tell you folks, that's a significant amount of money. If you, if you end up with 50% disability or 100% disability, I'm not going to give you numbers. It's a significant chunk of change that when I first filed for my benefits two years after I retired from the Army was a very, oh my God, it changed my life. And my ability to get that money and get that health care was huge for me, even as a retired officer from the Army. So again, they're, they're pushing us all to kind of speak about it. I'm a veteran and I know a lot of veterans watch our show and a lot of veterans' families watch our show. And this applies to your family, too. I mean, if, you're, if you're the daughter of a veteran from, from Vietnam and he's suffering from these, you can, you can get the benefits. You can get, uh, imagine the ability to put your father or your mother in a home, you know, in a nursing home for free. Uh, and when they pass, the veterans get benefits to get a free burial. This is important stuff that is life-changing for a lot of Americans' lives, all because of my friends, my sisters, my brothers, my you know moms, kids, dads, served the United States military and earned these, their earned benefits. And so we're urging, and I'm proud to partner with the VA to urge you to seek out your care. If you served in the Central Command region in the modern era from Desert Storm forward, like me and many of my friends, if you served in Vietnam, probably perhaps were exposed to Agent Orange, if you served in the military and were exposed to toxic substances otherwise, this is a chance to quickly get your paperwork in, get the benefits you've earned. It's very simple to go. Go to va.gov slash pact. I'll have Matt put that on screen. It's that easy. va.gov slash P-A-C-T. You click on that side, it leads you to where you can file your paperwork. And the last note I'll say is, what impressed me with my visit to the VA is everybody I met was trying to find ways to help veterans. Like the whole pitch that they gave us that were there is we want veterans to get the money they've earned. We want veterans to get the healthcare they've earned. And, and I know a lot of people who have dealt with the VA in past lives, past years, it often felt almost like an antagonistic relationship. Uh, for many years when I was a young soldier, you know, the VA was seen as not necessarily a helper to veterans, but an obstacle that they tried to find ways to not give you your earned benefits, to not give you care. And I gotta tell you, I'm very, very, very impressed with McDonough, Secretary McDonough and his team and the culture that he's building, that he's pushing, which is no, our doors are open to veterans. They invited me and a couple of my peers, my friend Charlotte Clymer was there, if you remember Charlotte, she was on the show, to simply tell, uh, Chris Goldsmith was there, who was also on the show. They invited us there to tell us, please, 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 use your platforms, tell your peers that this is an opportunity for us to give them 
the health care and the benefits that they deserve and they've earned that our Congress, to their credit, passed so that those of us who have served, those of you who have family members who have served, earn the benefits and the health they deserve. Because I tell you what, look, there's no way around it, folks. A lot of people have gotten really sick serving, okay? Uh, I've seen good friends die. I just, on the way, on the way here, on the way here for today at the studio, uh, I got noticed that one of my Apache helicopter pilots from Desert Storm passed this week. He couldn't have been older than 63. So those of us who served downrange, please get your benefits. It's not too late. There's not a limited pool. The VA wants you to sign up. I would hope that you will. Again, that's va.gov slash pact. I would really love you to sign up and, and get your earned benefits. Uh, and please tell your friends, or tell your neighbors, write me, leave a comment on the show on Minus Touch Network, wherever. Um, I do really feel this is very important. That's why I'm proud to take time on the show. I hope you stayed with us and had this discussion with us. In the meantime, man, uh, <laughs> that was a great show. Uh, talking to Congressman Swalwell, um, you can see the fight we're up against, right? You can see how important it is. This week, the economic, the economic news came out. They're great. There's just no way. I, I, I forgot to mention eggs. It, it, all you heard was eggs, eggs, eggs like a few months ago. Oh, $4.85. Eggs are down to like $2.22 again, okay? Oddly, the Republicans aren't talking about that anymore. Gas is down. Airline tickets are down. Um, real wages have gone up. So there's real progress. We are the only country. We are the best performing economy in the G7. It was funny. Our, the Republicans were smearing us and bashing us. Oh, the Biden economy, the Biden economy, Biden economy. Well, guess what? Now you can say, yeah, the Biden economy turned it around. At the president's leadership, Congress passing the Inflation Reduction Act, the other actions are going on, even the Fed doing it the right way is going very well for average Americans. And if we could tell that good news story, we can go on the offensive, push back against the lies, push back against the deception, tell the truth, we are on the offensive and we must because our democracy demands it. So I hope you'll join our sponsors. We had a lot of sponsors to show. We've got some incredible folks. The reason the machine works is because we have incredible sponsors. I can't thank them enough for being a part of this. As always, we're located here in uh, Half Coast Studios in St. Louis, Missouri uh, with Vi Media, our, our longtime partners and friends at VIE.media. They're a great digital marketing firm that can support your agency. In the meantime, I'm going to do my pitch. You guys are sick of it. Please go download the show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get it. Go watch it live on, on our on Midas Touch. Tell your friends about it. Leave a positive review. Leave a star. Leave a thumb. Leave a comment. Share it. All the help you can get. The more people watch our show, the better we do. We've got some exciting guests coming up. Honestly, I, I, I sometimes I kind of just pinch myself that uh, the opportunity I've had to talk to some really cool people who are changing the world and, uh, and then get to show up here to talk to us. So a lot more to come. In the meantime, check out the Air Minus Touch creators. They have built a cadre of incredibly talented people who are telling the truth. I hope you'll check out my fellow creators like my friend Chris Goldsmith and Ken Harbaugh who have a, no show, a new show on the Minus Touch Network, uh, Against All Enemies, premiering daily about the threats to our democracy as well um, from the far right extremist militias and actual attacks, uh, physical attacks on our, our fellow Americans. So a lot of great stuff going on right now, guys. Again, I am Fred Wellman. I'm still on Twitter at FP Wellman. I'm on threads and Instagram at, at FP Wellman official. We love that place. The show is on democracy pod on Twitter still. Uh, I, I guess we should set up threads for that, Matt. I guess I should do that since threads is banging. <laughs> that means we're going to need an official Instagram. More, more stuff to manage, Matt. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always find me. Please hit me up if you need anything at all. In the meantime, thank you so much for being part of our family. Thanks for being part of the show. I can't wait to see you next week.